one of the worst things that can happen in your marriage is for you or your spouse to feel unsafe in the relationship. When that happens, uh, your mate's heart is closed and it really is going to take time and effort to see that heart open up again. I'm John Fuller along with Aaron Smalley. Uh, Aaron's husband Greg is normally here. He's out today. Uh, We're going to be revisiting a conversation Jim Daly and I had with the Smalleys about this topic. Uh, Last time they addressed ways to develop spiritual intimacy as a couple, and today they're going to offer insights about what to do when it seems like the love has grown cold. If a listener is saying, I wish I had that, but my heart's closed, if they're honest with themselves, or maybe they're saying, I think my husband's or my spouse's heart is closed, um, how do they develop that safety in the marriage to begin to open up to these ideas in a, in a more accepting way, in a let's do it kind of yeah. way, rather than it's never going to happen? Which is so critical, because that was one of the factors that contribute to people feeling like roommates, is that the marriage doesn't feel safe. Well, and I guess mm-hmm. the question more clearly is just the dimming of that light, yeah. rather than the, the light getting brighter, meaning yeah. your marriage and your connection it just continues to dim. Yeah. How do we reverse that and create that sense of safety that we can try these things and be optimistic about them? What I love is that God actually is giving us a really simple formula. In the book of Joel in the Old Testament, there's a verse that really stood out to Aaron and I, and we realized that it's really the key to creating safety in a marriage. And the verse said, rend your heart. So he's talking to the to his bride, the children of Israel. He's saying, rend your heart, open your heart to me. Don't don't tear your garments, don't tear your clothes as they used to do as a sign of of grieving because they'd made some mistake. He goes, Listen, I don't want your your clothes torn. I want your heart torn back to me because and he lists four things that he is that when Aaron and I have realized if if we use those four things in our marriage, that's what creates safety. He said that I am slow to anger, so he's talking about patience, that mm-hmm. I'm full of grace, that I'm abounding in steadfast love, and I'm compassionate. Yeah. And so often when we come up against a spouse that has a closed heart, we want to bash through their walls and pry their heart open. And what does that cause? It causes them to feel more unsafe. So instead, I, what you're saying, Greg, is that we stand outside that wall and we show up in ways that are patient, that are gracious, that are kind. Because believe it or not, even when your spouse is closed, they're watching you. And they're watching around that wall to see, how are you showing up out there? Mm. And if it's a safe environment, well, then it's more likely that they might step out and take a step out towards you. So it's recognizing I can't control if my spouse's heart is closed or not, but I certainly have great influence mm. in the overall environment of the relationship. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this question. You know, typically, again, uh, it won't always be male, female. I don't want to get stuck in that trap. But Oftentimes you have one or maybe both in the, the marriage relationship where being right is really important. You know, just it just is part of perhaps your childhood when you were brought up, but you, you, you've got to correct people, and especially your spouse. Yeah. You know, you've got to be right. How, how do you fight that appetite to correct and to have to be right? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I yeah. actually talk about that a lot each and every day with couples that, you know, you can do that. Certainly you can do that, but is it going to lead you to what you want? 
It's mm. going to lead to this tug of war, this emotional tug of war that, you know, I, I think it's this way. I think it's that. But it's recognizing what I really want is that deep connection. And there's two different people, two different perspectives. And often what I say is I expect to hear that there's two different ways of looking at it. And both are valid. Yeah. So how do we honor each other? How do we, we, we can offer suggestions, but, you know, we can ask, hey, are you open to my feedback? Hey, uh, we have other elements there. You talk about dreaming together. We're not going to have time to get to that. That's why people need to get a copy of the book. And you've done a wonderful job with this. But I do want to end with that husband or wife who has been listening to the program today, maybe both days, and he or she is feeling that sense of brokenness in their relationship. They recognize um, that there's distance in their relationship, that they have grown apart. Um, and perhaps they're lonely and scared. They don't know how to you know, connect back together. What's something they can do today, tomorrow, uh, as a first step to get their spouse closer to them? Yeah, I think one of the most powerful ways to do that is to pay attention to what, how your spouse is really feeling, to go after their emotions. I'm telling you that, that when Aaron and I are really disconnected, if I just take a moment and just say, you know, how, how are you really doing? T- talk to me about, about what's going on for you. Like this morning, I mean, we've had a lot going on. We, we met up for coffee and, and we just sat there. And it was such an easy thing just to do, just to, you know, tell me about what, how are you really doing? And, and there's something about pursuing Aaron. And when I pursue her emotions, that, that creates that connection, that creates that safety. Mm-hmm. And so it may be a really tough season, and there's so much that we could do, and no, oh, we should be doing this and doing that. But just, just, just invite your spouse out to, let, let's just take a walk. Let's just go for some coffee. Tell me about how you're really doing. That begins a different type of experience. It creates a small connection that, that they can build on. Mm-hmm. And over time... You're you're going to feel more connected. It's going to feel awkward, weird in the beginning, but pursue each other's heart. Go after the emotions and watch what that does. Yeah, and even as he was talking, the thing that was just going through my mind is how safe that makes me feel to be pursued and to know that Greg wants connection with me. That's a powerful statement to say to someone, especially your spouse. I want to be connected with you. I value you. And I've noticed that these small foxes have have creeped in. And can we take a look and figure out what is it that's causing our disconnection? Because I, I'm committed to you. I want to be your best friend. And I'm I wanna I wanna walk this out. Can we take a look at it? Because I want that connection. It matters to me. Well, and again, you guys have done a brilliant job with the book, Reconnected, and there's so much more in here. And you know, again, as Christians particularly, if I could speak to you, the Christian couple, we've got to model this well. I mean, the Lord Himself created the institution of marriage. And I think one of the one of the reasons the culture is struggling is because we in the church too have not done it as well as we should have. And we've got to keep that in mind, that we're honoring the Lord when we do well in our marriages. And it doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes, and we get that. I make mistakes. John, you may not. But um, (laughs) the point is, uh, all the tools that you can muster to help you do the best job you can do. And I try to do that more now, to think that people are watching, and how can I model my marriage in such a way that people want that? And that's a good goal, even if you're not hitting it out of the park every day. Aaron, this is such an important topic. And uh, you all said something in that clip I thought uh, really profound and applicable to my life. And that is <laughs> approach our spouse kindly, 
when their heart is closed. Um, give some examples of how we can talk to our mate, and this is where I have to struggle. <laughs> um, the do's and don'ts for my tone, because my tone, my tone, I just, I get this oh, wrong so our often. Our tone speaks so much. Yeah. And, you know, you think about when your heart's closed, you are not wanting to be close to another person that your heart is closed You're toward. Prickly. Yeah. yeah, and so you think about it. Typically, what we'll do as human beings is we want to pry their heart back open because we're created to be connected. And that desire to be connected is as deep as the desire is for oxygen. Hmm. And so it's it's fascinating what we do. We try to manipulate. We, you know, get creative. We're not aware of what we're doing. But really what we're saying is we I want to be connected to you and you're close to me. And so open up to me. And so often our tone doesn't come across real great. But if you're intentional about it. It's recognizing softness, gentleness, giving them permission, like I can see you're closed and that's okay, but I want you to know I'm right here. I'm right outside your wall. And whenever you're ready, I'm ready to connect. Mm -hmm. And even in, in Joel 2, 12 and 13, the scripture talks about, even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning, rend your heart and not your garments. Mm. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, patient and abounding in love committed. And so you think about that is such a perfect ingredient. How do we approach in those moments when our spouse is closed? Well, it comes right out of Joel being gracious, being compassionate, mm -hmm. being slow to anger or patient and abounding in love that I'm committed to you. I know you're closed, but I'm here yeah. and I'm not going anywhere. This has been one of the things I've learned these past, let's say 10 years. I mean, we, we've been married 37 years, so I'm finally getting it. Um, <laughs> it only took 27, 28 years. But when Dina feels shut down and closed, um, it's really important not to walk away. She's used the word, I feel abandoned by you. Mm. It's because I sort of feel like her heart is closed. I'm not going to do any more damage. So I'm mm -hmm. just going to, I'm going to stay quiet. Yeah. Which is just your cycle. She feels abandoned and, and wants you close, but is probably doing things that sends you the message. So then you retreat. And so it's that cycle that yeah. goes round and round. But what I always say is, you know, just looking at what are the opportunities? How can I try something new? Yeah. And so I've, uh, to that end, I've, I've tried to say, I know now's not the time, but I do want to come back to this. In fact, uh, just a, a week or two ago, this came up and yeah. I said, I know now's not the time, but I want to come back to that because we, we need closure. She said, I don't need closure. <laughs> well, like, if it were well, me. Actually, I guess I need closure yes. then. Can we yeah. go there? Yeah. And we did. And yes. it was good. And and I just want to encourage our listeners, press on through yes. those moments. Well, and what I like that you're saying, John, is you have a conversation about what's really going on. And so at some point she revealed to you, I feel abandoned and I really want you to come close. Well, that's great information to know. And so it's even you saying, I see you're closed. I want to talk about this. And, you know, at a later time. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a learning process. And I hope what you're hearing is nobody gets this right ever. Because <laughs> let, let's see, uh, the Smallies have been married how many years? We're going on 30. Okay, so we got like 68 years here of marriage experience, and we're admitting to you we don't have it, but we want to encourage you. We want to drip feed into your life those reminders, those tools, those tips, the wisdom of the Bible, so that you can work on your marriage and continue improving it. Be in that mindset that we always can grow, and if you're stuck, 
give us a call. We have caring Christian counselors here. They're a phone call away. We'll schedule a time for them to give you a call back, and uh, it's free. That call is free, and uh, you'll find it really valuable to get going in your relationship if, indeed, you feel like uh, there's no way out of this. Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459. The link is in the notes. And if you can, please donate to keep our counseling team going uh, to help these podcasts continue to reach out and uh, encourage couples. Uh, As you do, as you join the support team for a gift of any amount today, we'll send the book that Greg and Aaron Smalley wrote. It's called Reconnected, Moving from Roommates to Soulmates in Your Marriage. It's got lots of great stories, and uh, it's a really helpful book. And you'll find out how to donate and more details about the book in the show notes as well. Next time, uh, we'll talk about being married to your opposite as we hear from Melanie Shankle. And for now, on behalf of the Smalleys and the rest of the team here, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.